The LA Clippers have won eight out of their last 11 games. And with things trending upwards after the James Harden trade, what does the week ahead mean for the Clippers? Why is it so pivotal for them to take advantage of this particular week? Going to be talking about it all on today's Locked On Clippers. You are Locked On Clippers, your daily Los Angeles Clippers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, sir. You were locking in with the clips. Thank you for making Locked On Clippers the first listen of your day, your team every day. I'm your host, Darian Viziri, born and raised in LA and in my 19th season as a Clipper fan. You can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Dime Dropper Pod and subscribe to my own YouTube channel, Dime Dropper, for even more LA Clipper and LA sports content. And Locked On Clippers, free and available wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube, where I want you to let me know what you think the Clippers record this week will be. Four games on the docket. I'm going to start out by talking about the first one, the game on Monday against the Portland Trailblazers. Then just some general stuff about the Clips lately. And then finally, going to be looking at the whole week ahead. Now, how are we feeling, Clipper Nation? Monday, a new week. The Clippers are looking good. James Harden and the new guys starting to settle in. And when I say new guys, I guess it's just him and P.J. Tucker. But James Harden starting to settle in. The team starting to really click. Kawhi Leonard is starting to slowly but surely come into form. Paul George is still playing at a high level. Evitzis Zubats has been playing at a really high level. And you're starting to see the rotation start to solidify itself. Daniel Tice has also been a huge addition for the squad. So things are going well. Hope it's all going well for you personally. I'm really excited about this week, especially today. Because I have my first game that I'm coaching for my 6th grade team. The school I went to, middle school. My first game at Campbell Hall. Super excited about that. And then straight from the game. I'm going to Staples Center for the Clippers and the Blazers. So after two games that I haven't been to, I'll be making my return on Monday. So hopefully my team wins and hopefully the Clippers win. That would be a great Monday for me to start off my week. And I hope for you listening, it is also a great win to start your week for the Clippers. So let's talk about the Portland Trailblazers a bit. The last time we saw them was opening night. And the Clippers completely handled business. And by the way, this episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the biggest daily fantasy sports platform in North America, the best one. All you got to do is go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NBA and use code locked on NBA for a first deposit match up to $100. The Portland Trailblazers, though, we beat them on opening night very handedly. They've had a lot of injury problems this year. Anthony Simons missed time. Scoot Henderson missed time. And they are currently on a three- game losing streak they lost at golden state they lost at utah and they lost to the mavericks now before that they actually won two games in a row and they were good wins actually three out of four before that they beat utah and portland they lost to the milwaukee bucks in milwaukee by just six points then they beat indiana and cleveland on the road so they're starting to trend in a better direction but 
this should still absolutely be a win for the Clippers on Monday night. It'll be our last time playing Portland at home this season. And we got to take advantage of it. You see a wounded animal. No DeAndre Ayton. So that's a big plus. Their starting lineup against Dallas in the last game was Shaden Sharp, Anthony Simons, Matisse Tybel, Tumani Kamara, and Duop Reith. He's a 27-year-old rookie. I've never heard of this guy before. Have you heard of him before? I hope I'm not the only one that hasn't heard of him. He went to LSU. Scoot Henderson off the bench. So I wonder if that's been a recent thing for them. Uh, I haven't watched any full Blazers games for a couple of weeks. So regardless, Scoot Henderson coming off the bench. No Aiton. This should be a commanding victory. Also, Malcolm Brogdon did not play in that game against Dallas. He played against Golden State a couple games ago, but I think he went out with an injury. So they're going to be shorthanded. Scoot Henderson did come off the bench, by the way, the last two games. So the Clippers should absolutely win this. Let's take care of business. No nonsense. Start defensively because they're not a very good offensive team, Portland. Just keep Terrence Mann on Simons, and we should be good to go. Hopefully, we can get a blowout again and get... So no Brogdon and no Ayton. that absolutely makes a difference, right? It's like playing Utah last game. We played Utah after we played Portland in the first two games of the season, and now we're playing Portland after Utah. And both of them are more shorthanded, while the Clippers, I'm going to still keep knocking, fellas, are just as healthy as they were before, if not healthier, because Terrence Mann was out for those first two games. So I can't believe what's happening right now. It feels too good to be true, but the record, I'm still looking at it, is only 11-10. and 10. So this is why this week is so important. To answer the question, why is this week so pivotal? Well, the Clippers are on a four-game homestand this week. Portland, Golden State, Sacramento, and New York. There is a chance that we get all four of those wins. I tend to think we drop one of them. If I had to guess Sacramento, because it's on a back-to-back, and they might want to get their lick back from the other game we beat them. Plus, they just beat the Phoenix Suns, and you know they're a good team. We all know that. Sacramento playing us on the second night of a back-to-back will be a little different than when we play them on a second night of a back-to-back. So the one thing we can do is hopefully beat Portland up. Remember, attack the paint. If, they, if I don't even know, and like I think I know everyone in the NBA, right? If I don't know who their starting center even is, attack the basket. Like Let's go to the rim. Kawhi, Paul George, Westbrook, Harden. Let's force them to play some defense. And then I think the easiest thing to do is going to be to play defense against these guys with those guys missing. I think we try to push off of misses, try to force turnovers, and hopefully we can rest the starters and then have them fresher for that Tuesday game against Sacramento, which is going to be a big one. So the week ahead, four home games. You need to take advantage of this. And the Clippers so far have been very solid at home this season, 7-3 and three is their record at home. Let me just do a double check on that because I believe that we're 7-3. and three, But let me just double check. Because, yeah, 7-3. and three. So there you go. Clippers, Blazers, Monday night. What, what would I like to see? Yes, a blowout, rest the starters. Maybe we can get Russell Westbrook playing over 20 minutes just to get that confidence even higher. You know, I'm not saying it's low right now, but... It is pretty discouraging for a guy who's been used to playing so many minutes in his career to have consistent games under 20 minutes. So let's see if we can maybe rest the starters in this one and let Westbrook 
just kind of have a good statistical night. I actually featured on Locked on NBA for Monday's episode for like the first 10, uh, for a 10 minute segment. And Jackson, the host of Locked on Rockets and the Monday host of Locked on NBA, he was reading me Russ's stats off the bench and they were terrible. Like just looking at those stats and it doesn't feel like he's playing that bad. If it, if he does, and you're an actual Clipper fan, not a stand of Kawhi or Harden, I would like to hear your opinion. Because there's people that have straight-up agendas against Westbrook that they like another player. But Clipper fans, do you think Westbrook's been playing badly off the bench? I actually don't think he has. I think that a fish shooting-wise, yeah, he hasn't been shooting very well. But I think there's a reason for that. Russell Westbrook is a, even though he's not the best scorer in the world, this is a guy who won two scoring titles. And he did it by getting a lot of shots up. You know, not worrying about... Oh, I missed two shots in a row, but you know what? I'm coming out of the game, and I'm not going to see the court for another 20 minutes. He's able to work through his mistakes, work through his misses. So he's kind of a volume scorer, and he's not really getting those the time. To, you know, He might be getting the shots up, but it's in very little time, and you know, those are kind of forced. So overall, I think Russ's role right now is like an energizer bunny guy coming off the bench at an element of pace, backcourt defense, get some block shots, some offensive rebound, do some cutting. So that kind of stuff, energizer stuff. But hopefully we can get him going against Portland and, and increase that confidence against a weaker opponent. But coming up, going to be talking about the Clips lately, sharing some statistics. Why are things going so well right now? Going to be talking about that coming up. I got to tell you a little something about Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. And here's how it works. All you got to do is pick more or less on two to six players stat projections. And then you'll see the money come in. If of course you predict correctly and with basketball and football, both happening right now, you can pick combo projections across both sports from the specials league a league created specifically for combo projections that includes two or more players. So you can literally do like Kawhi Leonard plus Debo Samuel or something. That kind of stuff. Prize Picks even offers a reboot policy so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. For football and basketball games, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second, that player is rebooted. Prize Picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with an injury insurance policy. Just go to prizepicks.com slash LockedOnNBA and use code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. That's LockedOnNBA, prizepicks.com slash LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. All right. Locked on has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. All right, let's talk about the clips lately. And lately, things have been going really well. They're now 8-8 eight and eight with James Harden, 8-3 and three with the new starting lineup. James Harden is starting to play better basketball. The Clippers' defense is the fifth best defense in the NBA right now, statistically. And let's just talk about that 
first, the defense. What's been working so well? Well, Terrence Mann in the starting lineup absolutely helps in that department. We knew that. Everyone knew that. You now have him, not only just a plus defender in your starting lineup as opposed to Westbrook and Harden together, you have a guy that's going to go out there and guard the best guard on the opposing team or the best perimeter player on the opposing team. And that allows Kawhi Leonard and Paul George to carry less of a defensive burden throughout the game so that when it's time for Kawhi to clamp down, which he's been doing lately towards the end of games, he's more well-rested to do so. So that's one thing, right? Then you have Paul George and Kawhi. You knew that with the James Harden trade, trading away Rocco and Nico, they were going to have to play bigger. They were going to have to guard better players more. And they're doing it. And they're doing it, doing it at a high level. And the scary part about Kawhi is he's starting to round into form offensively as well as that. I'm not saying they should be in all defense considerations or anything right now, but they're playing good defense, especially Kawhi lately. You know, not just guarding on the ball, but his off-ball defense, his help defense, his communication. And right now the Clippers defensively as a team, they look pretty good in terms of knowing their coverages, rotating well, not having too many defensive breakdowns, too many defensive miscommunications with screens involved. It seems pretty cohesive. And I think a large part of that is continuity. Outside of James Harden, yeah, Westbrook they didn't play with that much. But you had a full training camp with just about everybody else in the rotation. And, you know, I got to give a lot of shout, uh, credit to Daniel Tice, a shout out to Tice. Because he has literally fit in like a glove. Yeah, he's not the best rim protector in the world. But, man, does he challenge shots with effort. He can move his feet pretty well. He has good hands. And he's just an intelligent defender. And just having a big body for when Mason was out was very needed. If it's a Zubats, another huge... By the way, I want to give Westbrook credit too defensively. He's been good. And then Harden and Norm, who are two like mind, you know, below average defenders, they've been working pretty hard. They've been trying their best to do what they need to do to help this team defensively. So we'll take that. Especially Norman Powell the last couple of games on ball defense. Zubats, though, he might be the most integral part of this whole thing because there are many times, especially like I was watching the Utah game, of course, guys got blown by, guys didn't do a good enough job fighting over the screen, but Zubats, he's bailing them out. He's coming to help them. He's coming to save the day, contesting shots, being a vertical presence at the rim, going up, taking the hit to the chest, blocking shots, being a force down there. And listen to this stat, courtesy of Clippers radio host and frequent listener, Adam. Adam, thank you, Adam, for this stat. He said, of starting centers who've played at least 10 games this season, only Rudy Gobert, who was one of the best rim protectors in NBA history, and that's coming from a guy who doesn't like Rudy Gobert particularly and is a big NBA history guy, and yours truly, at 47%. So Rudy Gobert, 47%, that's the defensive field goal percentage, Within six feet of the rim, guess who's second? This is the by the way. So centers who have played at least ten games that involves Anthony Davis. Big Zoo is second with forty nine percent. And you know what? That's not the first time we've heard these kind of statistics with Evitz Zubats. He is a good rim protector. And for all those people that were saying, "Oh, Zubats is the problem with this team," I just disagree. I don't think Zubats has ever been the problem with this team. I think he has some limitations. He has some weaknesses. And I agree with the people that think, you know, we should have a stretch big to counteract, you know, to not just have two bigs that can't shoot outside the key. 
That's fair. But that shouldn't be an indictment on Zubats individually. I don't think you need your center to shoot. I think that's a huge misconception in today's NBA. I don't think you need your center to shoot. It can help, but there are a lot of things Zoo does that other centers don't do. He's a fantastic rim protector. He's actually good in the low post, which a lot of guys just don't. You know, these guys that can shoot, a lot of them don't have the low post game. Thing is, the league has kind of moved away from the post. But then you watch Jokic and Embiid, and that's not true. But it has compared to the past, of course. But Zubats, you could make a strong argument that he deserves to get two or three post touches on the left block per game. And he just doesn't really get those. He gets them a lot to like start quarters and stuff. But then they go away from him, even when he has a mismatch. And that's not like, people don't see it. People don't get it because it's overlooked. But that's frustrating for a big man. When you have a little guy on you that you think you could score on, you're calling for the ball, you're trying to get position, and they wave you off because you're the, you know not a top four player on the team. It is a little unfair. You know, one thing I've learned by playing basketball with bigs, you got to keep them engaged and you got to feed the big fella. I'm not saying he's not being fed right now, but I think throughout Zubats' tenure with the Clippers, we could have done a better job feeding him offensively throughout the years. That's just my opinion. And before we move on, I wanted to just give the updated numbers on the Clippers starting five because the last time I read them, they were pretty good, and I can assume they've only gotten better. Right now, the five of James, Paul, Kawhi, Zoo, and Terrence has a plus 11.7 net rating. So you love to see that. And coming up, going to be looking ahead at the other games on the schedule this week. What to expect out of those. They're all much tougher than Portland. Going to be talking about that coming up. I got to tell you a little something about FanDuel, America's number one sports book. As the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. And even in LA, you know, I've been making jokes that it hasn't been really getting colder, but I walked outside after work the other day and I needed a jacket. I underestimated it. <laughs> right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's 150 bucks if your team wins. And by the way, I was taking a look at the NBA Finals odds right now, and the Clippers are not even in the top nine. They're plus 3,000 right now. I would hit that big time because they're trending in the right direction. Nobody wants to talk about us now that we're winning. When we lost, when we were losing, it's, this is a failed super team again, but now that we're winning, no one wants to say a word. Honestly, that's a great thing. We love flowing under the radar I think that's a good bet to take on FanDuel right now. I'm serious. I know Clippers and Championship sounds crazy, but why not? If we're the 10th best odds, you could make a lot of cash. The app is really easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and place your bets now. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. All right, so let's take a look at the week ahead for the Clippers. After Portland, we've got the Sacramento Kings on Tuesday. That's going to be a battle. And the big reason we did so well against them in the last game is they couldn't stop us, our offense, really. And it was James Harden that got off to that really good start with that, I think it was a 14 or 16 point, I think it was a 17 point first quarter. And Kawhi had 
in my opinion, his second best game of the season after the Utah game he just had. So, no, is Keegan? Let me check if Keegan Murray's back because that's relevant. I believe he is because I saw the. I was watching the highlights against the Suns, and he was active, if I'm not mistaken. But let me just double check for you guys. He is back. So Keegan Murray is probably going to be guarding Kawhi because I've seen him play really good defense this year. Harrison Barnes on Paul George or vice versa. If I were them, I wouldn't put Harrison on Kawhi again. Throw Kawhi, uh, uh, Harrison on Paul George. Hopefully, if that's the case, though, Paul George can get to the rim on him downhill. What else do I want to see? Keep going at Sabonis. Make Make him protect the rim. And hopefully Zoo can... You know, keep Sabonis in check like he did that last time we played them because he really shut him down when we played them last. So it's a matter with the Kings of keeping them out of transition, and that's by making shots. You know, the best defense against them is actually offense. You hit make shots because they're not a great defensive team. You make them play half court basketball. The fact that we're at home, I like our chances. And you know what? After the last season that they had, I think there's gonna be a good amount of Kings fans in the building. We saw more in that. Russell Westbrook debut game, the second highest scoring game ever. I'd never seen that many Sacramento Kings fans in my life at a Clipper game, and I've been to several against them over the years. That's because they're excited about their winning team. So that's going to be a tough one on Tuesday. But again, as I mentioned earlier, if we blow out the Blazers and get to rest our starters for that second game, that's a big-time luxury. Then we get, by the way, so for anybody that's going to all three of those games in four days, I just did a three and four a couple weeks ago at the Staples Center. That was the Denver, Dallas, New Orleans, three and four. It was tough. You know, the traffic, the gas, the money, it ain't easy. So anybody that's doing that this week, props to you. I'm going to be out for Tuesday, but I'll be back on Thursday when we got the Warriors on NBA TV. And let me just tell you something. If there's any team in the West that's kind of in shambles right now, it's the Golden State Warriors. Clay Thompson's playing really badly. Andrew Wiggins is playing really badly. And it's funny because Clay had one of his best games of the season against us at Chase. We just beat the Warriors in that Paul George game winner. And it's ever since that game, they've been really playing badly. They haven't actually, they beat the Blazers, barely. But they haven't been playing well. Chris Paul's been in and out of the lineup. I think we beat them while they're wounded right now. Take advantage of that. It's obviously going to be about limiting Steph Curry. That's going to be on Terrence. It's going to be a little bit on Kawhi, a little bit on Paul. Hopefully, Clay Thompson misses some shots. But keep going at some of these guys defensively. Steph Curry, Clay Thompson. The Warriors, like, they either have guys that can defend and they're not hitting shots. Like, the Gary, well, Gary Payton's out. But, like, Wiggins, Clay Thompson. Uh, Clay Thompson can't even defend really anymore. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a tough one. Draymond Green, he's still shooting well from three, but... I'm really hoping the Clippers can get this win. And then the last one, New York. That'll be an interesting game. They don't have Mitchell Robinson. We've actually had some struggles against New York the past couple of years. But no Mitchell Robinson. So they're probably going to be starting Isaiah Hartenstein, former Clipper, of course. Same thing for me. Go to the basket. Go to the basket. If they have Quinton Grimes guarding Kawhi, and R.J. Barrett guarding Paul George. Brunson against Harden, that makes sense. I mean, we struggled against the Knicks last time on the glass, but I think it's time to show them how different of a team we are now that we have one of Harden or Westbrook starting instead of both. And that was the first game we had with Harden. It's time to show them how much we've improved. And the Knicks, to me, they're a good team, but they're not a great team. They're very, like, on the side of, like, mediocre to good. 
They didn't really make any changes this offseason. Nothing significant. So I hope th- I think the Clippers can win all four of these games. I just suspect they'll find a way to slip up on one of them. But the reason why this is such a pivotal week is because we have a homestand, four games, and we're playing good basketball at home. We should take advantage of this. And here's why it's so important. Paul George and Kawhi are healthy right now. They haven't missed a game. And there's nothing on the injury report that says they're going to miss the game on Monday. So that's 22 straight games to begin the season, which is amazing. We need, but when I look at our record, we're 11-10 and 10 because we brought in a new player and it, was, it took some growing pains. But now we're rolling. We need to take advantage of this. And guess what? Right now we're in ninth place, but we're only three back in the loss column of the Thunder who are second. You win three out of these four games with the parity of the West and how much every team is kicking each other's ass. We could be right up in the top four by the end of the week. That's why this is very important. And when you have your stars healthy, you got to take advantage of it. And that's what we have right now for once, for damn once. Knocking, knocking. Clipper Nation. Starting to feel better. Now, let me just say this. The Minnesota Timberwolves and the Thunder are probably, right now the Rockets are above us, but that's not going to last. No offense, Houston fans. The Thunder and the Wolves are the two teams that most people wouldn't necessarily have predicted. Most Clipper fans definitely wouldn't have predicted that would finish above the Clippers. Right now, they are above the Clippers. The other ones are the usual suspects. The Lakers, the Mavericks. Ah, the Mavericks, you could argue they weren't even in that conversation. The Lakers, the Nuggets, the Kings, the Suns, right? A lot of people, most people had those teams ahead of the Clippers before the season. Non-Clipper fans, of course. Minnesota, they might just be the real deal this year in the regular season. They might be the Utah Jazz of 2021 that are going to be right up there. The Thunder are a very good team, but we'll see. I don't think necessarily Minnesota is going to be number one seed, but I'm just saying that they're on the trajectory to be a top four seed, which is not what most people predicted, including myself. I didn't. But those other teams, you know, we got the Mavericks. Kyrie Irving could miss a stretch of games. He, he had a bad fall in that Portland game. I think it was, was it Dwight Powell who fell on him, on his knee? I would be shocked if he doesn't miss at least two, three games. And then you've got the Nuggets who had Murray injured. So that's why they're in their fourth spot. And they're five and five in their last 10. And they've lost three straight games. By the way, the game after Jokic had his terrible game against the Clippers, he was like nine for 21 against Houston and they lost. And at one point they were down 20 points at home. And Murray played. So if there's chinks in that Nugget armor... That only makes the Clippers' championship chances that much higher. So, keep an eye out. And then you've got the Lakers, who are actually treading in the right direction right now, unfortunately. 7-3 <laughs> and three in their last 10. Obviously won the in-season tournament. Uh, they've had a couple of injuries to their role players to start the season, like Jared Vanderbilt, Rui Hachimura, Gabe Vincent still out. They should be in the mix. AD and LeBron are also healthy for them. So... The four stars of L.A. that have been injured over the last couple of seasons, right now they're healthy. I think the Lakers will still be in the mix. But it's not that much that separates us and them right now either. And then the Phoenix Suns, they can't get their big three on the court right now. So we got to take advantage of all these things, all of it. New Orleans, the team that always kicks our ass, they're in 10th. 
So let's say basically the same record as the Clippers. They're 12 and 11. We're 11 and 10. So that's my point. My point is this week is pivotal because we have a homestand. Our players are healthy. We can win these games. And a couple of wins with the parity of the West and how everybody's, you know, taking blows at each other. We could be up to third or fourth place by the end of the week. And that matters. But that's it for me in this one. Hope you enjoyed. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Dime Dropper Pod. Subscribe to my own YouTube channel, Dime Dropper, for even more LA Clipper content. I actually attended Bronny James' first game on Sunday afternoon. I'm going to have a video of it on my channel. So if you want to check that out, please do. Locked on Clippers for all things Clippers. Locked on NBA, where your boy was on there uh, for a segment on the Monday episode. Check that out. You can follow them uh, or subscribe to them, I should say, on YouTube. Hit the notification bell so you know every single time we post a video here on Locked on Clippers. We are almost at 4,000 subscribers. Please, guys, help me out. Let's get to this 4K. Please, let's do it. The age-old proverb continues. Go Clippers. Big week ahead.